0: The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guy's Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny.
1: Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. This week, once again, is no exception. We've got a return guest and one of our most popular guests, Ever, ever on guys guys radio his name is christian sunberg and we're going to talk about existing before the human experience he's got a great book it's called a walk in the physical understanding the human experience within the larger spiritual context christian claims that he can recall being approached by a light entity or light being prior to his incarnation as a human being on earth and be able to look back and review some of his past lives and he's going to share with us what the process is when you're in a position between lives, if you will, and you get a uh, kind of a review and you also get to determine what you want to work on in your next incarnation. Okay, you've got to take a leap with all of this. You might just believe that we're here and then you die and that's the end of it. That's up to you, but what we do here on Guys Guys Radio, we bring you a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different informations. I qualify all the guests ahead of time to make sure that we have real, deep, provocative, intrusive, and really educational stories to get us to think and really consider what if. What else is out there besides the fact that you have to pick up your dry cleaning and pay your taxes and do all the other stuff that you have to do at your job? There's a lot more to it, folks, a lot more. And what we do here on Guys Guys Radio, we bring you a lot of different information from a lot of different thought leaders and guests. Over the years, we've spoken to over 700 people I've interviewed, and we've, this is, I think, our 548th show, I believe. And we're now on UK Health Radio. So I think for our new listeners there, UK Health Radio, one thing you might uh, have noticed is that we do a lot of different guests it's not just guys guys stuff it's it's about how to be the best person you can be and how to get the most information so our first show on UK uh, health radio was with a uh, kind of a Irish mystic her name was Laura Byrne and we talk about angels and she sees physical angels and deals with them on a daily basis and then we had uh, Samuel Chong who talked about the Theoban prophecy a book about a ninth dimensional planet and what these extraterrestrials think of people on earth and the earth experience and then we had a dating expert sandy weiner and now today we've got christian sunberg who's going to talk to us about life before life if you will so we do a lot of different stuff here on guys guys radio and if you stick with us i think you'll find that we're going to cover so many different topics and they're all very interesting and you'll get a kind of a free free education on a lot of different modalities, a lot of different ways of thinking and things to consider to help you have and live your best lives. So that's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. So how's everybody doing out there? We're into January now, kind of the that part of the winter where it can be, you know, cold and wet and snow. But here in the USA and here in Southern California, we haven't, it's usually the sunshiniest place around, but We've had about a month of rain here on and off, and it's kind of odd because I've been here, I'm going on my fourth year, and I haven't experienced this as such. Yet, the folks I talk to are, who, who are, have been here for like a decade or so, or even the local folks who grew up here, they say, oh no, about every five years or so, you get about two months straight of rain, and uh, it helps kind of balance out the, the drought conditions that are so prevalent here in Southern California. And I know back east, the weather hasn't been, you know, we haven't, they haven't had the big uh, snowfalls yet or anything. So it's interesting. It seems like, to me, that every winter gets more uh, warmer and wetter. And I don't know what it's like for you in your part of the world, whether you're listening in the UK or wherever, but here we notice that the temperatures seem to be slowly rising. And I think the temperature of the planet and the recorded temperatures have gone up just a tick, like every year. So be mindful of that in terms of uh, your living choices and stuff, because we've got to take care of this planet, Gaia. We've got one planet, and it's up to us to really make our best effort to take care of it. So Guys Guys Radio, we're going to get into our interview portion of the show. My special guest, return guest to Guys Guys Radio. You're really going to enjoy him. His name is Christian Sundberg. So let's get to it.
0: It's Guys, Guy Radio.
1: Okay, Guys, Guys, Radio. It's our interview portion of the show. We've got a very special return guest. He's a real guys guy, and he's, he's here to help the world, believe it or not. And he's doing a great job of it, I got to tell you. I really enjoy talking to him. I love his work. His name is Christian Sunberg. Let me tell you a little bit about him. When he was a young boy, he remembered his existence before coming to Earth. That's right. Before he was born, he remembers his existence in pretty good detail. While that memory left him completely in his early, until his early adult life, it spontaneously returned about a dozen or so years ago when he started meditating and went through a personal awakening journey. He also began to have out-of-body experiences, and now he often speaks publicly as he seeks to remind everybody, or at least in a small part, about who we are Beneath the human play that we are involved in each and every day. Professionally, Christian has worked for 16 years plus as a project manager for a complex nuclear pump and valve manufacturing project. So he's just another guy's guy. He's out there. He's doing the work, and he's got a message that's coming through him, and I'm so glad to be sharing that again. The name of his book is called A Walk in the Physical, which succinctly describes the larger spiritual context in which we exist and importance of love. In our human journey so welcome back to guys guys radio christian sunburn
0: good to see you and good to see you too sir thank you so much
1: well we're going to plan to have like an organic discussion today based on our collective experience here on earth i think it would be helpful though to begin by providing some context for your story at the beginning of your book a walk in the physical you describe being inspired by a great being of light who had experienced human incarnation this being also. Uh, had some information about the benefits of experiencing painful experiences in this and many lifetimes as part of our spiritual growth. You expressed interest in this journey that you're on right now and recalled one painful death and other lifetimes leading to your current incarnation. So writing this book to help people expand their consciousness kind of of the bigger picture is, is seems to be your journey. Could, uh, tell, tell us about what I just mentioned in terms of how this all began because where were you when this light being came to you? And tell us about that transition and the journey between that, coming to Earth, uh, having a kind of aborted quote unquote incarnation, and then coming back again, choosing your parents, doing a life plan, and all of that stuff.
0: Thank you, Robert. Yeah, that's, that's a very large question. <laughs> uh, first, let me just disclaim that okay, so we're going to use words because that's what we have on Earth, but our higher nature, our true nature, fully transcends the context of earth and all the forms and symbols that we have to use here You know, our language is based on the limitations of earth like linear time and discrete location you know these things that we take for granted our true nature transcends that entirely so it's very difficult to speak to any of this successfully and i feel like as soon as we open our mouths and use language we're just wrong you know like we're just immediately inaccurate so i just have to disclaim that first Okay. So your question was, where was I? That was your initial question when I met this yes. this being of light. So, all right. So first of all, you know, as humans, we tend to think that reality is primarily comprised of places, you know, because that's how we experience earth. We see an exterior world. It's got places in it. We go experience those places, interact with them, and then we share them with each other. And so we think that that's the primary thing. There are places in higher reality systems for sure. But Uh, The form of the context of Earth is not first, it's second to our spirit itself, our consciousness itself, which can know Earth, or engage many other types of reality systems. And those reality systems can be very different. So in the experience where I engaged this being, I was traveling with a group of probably hundreds of other beings across what I would describe as a landscape of light. And I don't exactly remember what we were going to do. We had some in- shared activity. But when I, sh- when I came across this being, I felt from him the quality of his nature, his essence. Because in that reality system, okay, in most other reality systems, our connectedness is felt and known. And so typically when we communicate with each other in those systems, it's not done with words like we do here on Earth. You know, we don't have to throw symbols at each other. <laughs> Very crude way of mm-hmm. communicating. Uh, there, it's all telepathic, and you can feel of the other person. It's very hard to explain or describe, but you can feel their nature, and you can share information like instantaneously. So, I had felt from him this incredible power and freedom and joy, and I was just in awe. And so, that was what sent me down this this whole path. Is that I I, I asked him, "How did you How did you become this? Like, what could you possibly have done?" To become this to reach this state you know and he shared with me that he had loved a physical life um, he shared with me many things but the chief among them was that he had loved a physical life where he had suffered a physical health condition a pain that lasted with him for years and it's not in your question you, you asked about the benefit of of pain it's not it's not that pain is beneficial specifically It's that the way that this being chose to relate to the experience and use the experience, and how he chose to, uh, what his, what state of being he chose, you could almost say, shined through this experience and allowed a refinement of who he really is that lasted past the end of that limitation. And that was very inspiring to me. So you were, uh,
1: in between incarnations, I am assuming
0: had, I had never been physical yet at this. Okay, this is Se- sequences. Fr- yeah, sequence is very difficult to speak to because on Earth we like clean linear time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all happening within the one now. So even though this memory feels ridiculously ancient, like millions of years ago, it's also alive right now. Um, I don't know how to describe that, but it's before any physical incarnation. So and concurrently
1: to that, you've had, do you, uh, 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 agreeing that everything's happening at the same time, if you will, that time is not a straight line continuum. Uh, did you have, can, do you recall other incarnations? If so, kind of how many before where we are right now? Just putting a yeah. pin on the map because we, we hear, you and I are talking right now, even though yeah. the whole world, <laughs> every, the whole universe has occurred right now also but let's talk about that separately and us being here right now so in that context of kind of a continuum if you will how many uh incarnations have you had Christian?
0: yeah so that you're aware of uh, so i'm still very much veiled so i only have a limited visibility to it but i had an experience where i became aware of hundreds of other lives that i would lived so i know that i've lived at least hundreds I have specific memory from a handful of them. I remember being a woman in one life, as an example. And, you know, at times I've been curious about that. But, you know, when I go and reach for that, I just, I get this gentle, like, no, you, you don't need to know that now. And I respect that, you know, <laughs> I respect okay. that I'm still veiled. So I only have limited sight to my previous physical experiences. Now, in your uh, decision to be incarnated in
1: this particular incarnation, you asked for the ability to have a little bit of a peek beyond the veil, if you will.
0: Yes? Yeah, I asked to have a small amount of memory this time. I said I didn't want to forget all the way. I just wanted a small amount of memory. And they said that I could do that, but that it would make this journey more difficult because the contrast between there and here is, is very stark. It's very extreme. And so there is a painful homesickness that can accompany having some of that awareness. Um, So I'm I'm very thankful that I only have that tiny glimmer because it's yeah it's not easy. uh, The process of incarnating
1: into a 3D body Mm -hmm. from a coming from a very high vibration is there a a discomfort to doing that? And if so, what is that like?
0: Yeah, um, discomfort's not a terrible word, I guess. The okay, (laughs) the (laughs) the the the, um, the nature of spirit itself is extremely. Connected, powerful, full of love and joy and freedom—that is that is our true nature. And so, vibrationally, the way that is experienced as being a very, very, very high vibration. Our, our native state is connected to all things and each other, and it's just a uh, an endless. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know what words to use it, but an endless amount of joy and and love, and so okay and knowing. And all-knowing. So imagine going from that place down, 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 vibrationally all the way down into the human experience. This is an extremely, extremely limited experience by contrast, just incredibly limited. It, it felt like a, a, an incredible plunge in vibration to go from that height all the way down into the human experience. And the human experience felt like kind of like arriving to the vacuum of space like coming to a place where there was just no heat, no air, Mm -hmm. but also extremely dense, like being shoved inside of a a tuna can, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that by comparison. So is that uncomfortable? Yes, it's very very shocking. Um, Birth is the more difficult direction, not death. Death is a release back up and out and a return to the native freedom. It's a, a wonderful release. The process of inc- incarnating, however, is a much more abrupt and that's the more difficult direction <laughs> you could say to travel.
1: So, for all of us, then, um, you were acutely aware of a lot of this, and some, m- most other people aren't as aware as to how this process worked. Does everybody go through a similar process as you went through, Christian, without the awareness per se that you have now of it, of the re- uh, remembering, if you will, of? being kind of squashed into a human body and and is it by choice and does everybody line up and go through a checklist in terms of here's what i have to i want to learn in this lifetime and here's some of the possibilities for me even though there's going to be you know an infinite number of possibilities because of free will when we get to earth tell us about kind of the, the the setup and launching into the human body for all of
0: us that are listening yeah Okay. So first of all, um, just a quick comment on, on your use of the words into a human body that of course it feels like we're in a human body, but actually it's more accurate to to say that the human body is occurring within your consciousness, your spirit already. That's an important distinction because we get very convinced in the context, but the body is just a, it's it's sensations and thoughts. It's, Feelings occurring within the body of your awareness, and that body of awareness is the same body of awareness that you were before the physical, and that you will be after. So that's just a subtle comment, but I think it's it's worth mm-hmm. mentioning. So I can't speak for what anybody else has experienced, you know, in their incarnative process. I I don't know for anybody else, but I do feel that it is, you know, something that we all experience that we all choose to come. Um, the spirit itself is sovereign, you could say. There is no greater authority. It's a, you know, it's a, a drop in the ocean. The you know, the the ocean of all it is the ocean of source. So there is no greater authority than it. So the only way that we can be apparently bound, we're not actually bound, but apparently bound into the physical experience, is to surrender ourselves into it, to let avail, to re, you know surrender ourselves to a veiling process, you know, and we do that for the purposes that the physical experience offers. Um, which can be unique for each person. Each person's, each individual's choice may be, may be unique. So I can't speak to anybody else, but I, I, would, I do feel strongly that we do all choose, um, at least at the deepest level, we all choose. And we do see the value of it, even though there is extreme limitation involved with accepting the human experience. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a no joke. It's like extreme sports or something. You know, not everybody's going to sign up for extreme sports, but anyone who's listening today in the physical has. signed up for extreme (laughs) sports okay my special
1: guest on guys guys radio the author of a walk in the physical understanding the human experience within the larger spiritual context christian Sunberg. so glad you're here christian so for the benefit of our listeners and for myself because i'm learning as as we go also you were uh you were given some choices you were i mentioned pain earlier and i said there was a benefit and i probably misspoke there but it seems like we have to overcome or work through pain and also work through fear when we get to this side as part of our ascension process. Please help me articulate that better.
0: Yeah, sure. So, okay, so fear is is the key thing to focus on. Pain is just a result. Pain is one of the many. So, you know, we suffer because of the meaning we apply to our lives because of fear. Fear is the root issue, but it's not a fundamental substance or something. And I'm not just talking about the emotion of being afraid. I'm I'm talking about our, our root tendency to reject reality and to try to protect ourselves at the expense of others. And I mean, we all know the feeling of fear and all the things that fear can mean. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm speaking of all of that when I mentioned fear. But fear is just another word for yet unevolvedness. It just means we've engaged a context that we have not yet fully integrated. So I'll give a very simple example that I mentioned in the book because I know this sounds like perhaps overly simple, but I do think it's a great metaphor. When my father in this life was a little boy, he was afraid of closets at night. He would lay in his bed and he would look at his closet and he would imagine all the monsters in the closet. And it bothered him every night for weeks on end. And eventually he he was so sick of being afraid he got up out of his bed and charged over to the closet, pushed his way through the clothes to the back of the wall and sat down on the, in the closet floor. And he waited for the monsters to eat him. And then no monsters ate him. So today, my father is no longer afraid of closets. <laughs> now, yep. I use that as a simple metaphor because the thing is, there was nothing to be afraid of. There were no monsters. And similarly, in our lives... I know there's a, a a difference in scope there's so much rigor available in the human experience but when we push our way through the closet and actually go face our actual experience our fear when we actually feel what we feel and engage our reality fully and with openness and without rejection but with full feeling full presence it may feel at the moment like the monsters in the closet are going to devour us but eventually that fear it vanishes because there was nothing ultimately to be afraid of. So while we come into the physical to face fear, it's not that, it's not that there's just this thing called fear that we have to overcome. It's that we have to yet, yet to integrate a certain level of contrast, a certain level of context. And the human experience is just an opportunity for a very rigorous and potentially challenging level of context and contrast. Um, that's that's the primary thing and and it's kind of like if you like maybe another metaphor is if you lay down on a weight bench you know and you begin to lift weight why would you ever lay down on a weight bench and push 50 pounds over you like why would you do that why would you put yourself under that stress well it allows you to become stronger you're using the the counter pressure of the weights so that you can grow in a way the physical is a lot like that we're using the counter pressure of circumstance the counter pressure of context and contrast and the ability to assign our own meeting meaning onto the context and then work with it and make choices it's all about choice making that is you know the that is the great value of the physical is that we have that context to work with and to grow through
1: so when when you come in you're, you're developing a contract uh, contracts with uh, uh your team before you come over to this side. What is the elasticity in that? Um, let, me, let me try to go a little further with yeah. that. You have certain things that you want to accomplish. You have certain things that could happen. And then there's an infinite amount of possibilities along the way. Can you? How much of that, is your free will determines that once you're incarnated? And can you change your kind of trajectory or your timeline along the way? Let's say you've contracted to uh, X amount of experiences in life and you You go off and you actually Mm -hmm. start living a different life and you pass your expiration date and keep going and it becomes a different experience. Talk to us about how that works, Christian.
0: Yeah, so that's an important element of the physical, actually, is that free will can enable novel outcome. So when we evaluate the life beforehand, what we're signing up for is a context. In my case, I had a specific intention in mind. I wanted to meet and integrate a very low vibration fear that had been very difficult for me in a past experience. And so they brought me a life that was appropriate for that primary intention. And then I reviewed that life in great detail and asked for tweaks, (laughs) tweaks to the Mm -hmm. context. And I could see from that side, I reviewed millions and millions of possibilities of how the life might unfold. And the you know, the the variable is free will, was free will, my choice making and the choice making of all the other players in the game. But it could still be seen, you could call it a probability tree, maybe, right? it was a very, it was a probabilistic review, it was like very likely that certain, certain paths would occur, and then less likely that other paths would occur. And it became More difficult to predict the further out it went, something like that. I don't want to use the word difficult. There were more more branches on the tree the further out that it went. Oh, and for yeah. So for example, I knew that it was likely in my early twenties that I would be crushed by a trauma, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I was very excited at that opportunity. And I knew that, especially starting that moment onward, I would be engaging a vibrational distance in a certain way that I had never engaged before. That I would be going further out in the wilderness than I had ever than I had ever gone um so your question was about elasticity of that once we're here i mean we always have free will you know we come here we we signed up for the context i'm going to have this body until this body passes <laughs> you know like i can't i can't that's part of the context and there are other parts of the context there's all the rules of earth the rules of physics linear time discrete location all those good things but within that context there is actually a lot more flexibility than it may appear on the surface Because the physical is actually actualizing to us also in a way that is probability based. It's not an objective, truly objective place like it appears. It's more like a probabilistic simulation that's just very dense. And so once we're here, we do get to choose whatever we wish. We we have free will. And if we end up choosing something different and going down a different path, okay, so be it. You know, that is part of the game. But if we sign up for one specific, you know, outcome or one specific experience. It's just very likely that that experience will will transpire, not only because the context supports it, but because there tend to be nudges throughout our lives, perhaps from the, even from the non-physical or from our own higher self, you know that kind of keep us on that path to the thing that we signed up to uh, experience it's kind of, I think it's a it's a critical point because in one sense, people could look
1: at the uh, oh, I'm an actor in a play, and it's already been set, you know the lines have been written, I just have to act it out versus. God is experiencing itself through us, and our lives are creation. We are artists, creating, and the creation we make is our lives. And I think it's a a very important distinction, and I think it's more of the latter than than the former.
0: Definitely the latter and not the former. Our lives are not pre-written. It's just that the system is very, very good at predicting outcome. (laughs) because it knows us really well it knows you really well it knows me really well it knows all the rules it knows you know what i mean that the server has all the data <laughs> yeah. so it can predict the outcome but it's still that's why it's probabilistic because you may make a choice that it, what is unanticipated and that might affect someone else and that might affect someone else you know and that that can have quite a you know an effect in the physical so we do always have free will and it is a creative process very much indeed
1: so therefore we can kind of We can skip over potential exit points, if you will. Let's say you got sick and you got cancer and then you changed your habits and you changed your diet and you changed your lifestyle and you got better and you kept going instead of getting worse and and passing. So we have the free will to be able to impact that, correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Free will does impact the outcome. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Now, today's kids... A lot of people say there's indigo children and all of that. Why? Is there anything special about the children that are coming into uh, Earth today?
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm aware of the idea of indigo children and the waves of volunteers. And while I don't have specific memory of that, I do remember in my experience knowing that Earth was going through an awakening process, especially beginning, you know, around my early lifetime. And that awakening process was just seen. It was like, it's just like the act of the play. You know, like that's the act that the play is in the act where every, we're going to awaken now. <laughs> we're going to try to do this. Mm-hmm. And because Earth is such a dense, low vibration place and because there's so much fear in the collective consciousness, that act of awakening and processing that much fear is quite a substantial act. It's not simple. You know, it's a, it's a major undertaking. And Earth was seen as like the place to be earth is like very exciting, very unique. Wow. You know, earth during the awakening, that is exciting. Um, but I can't speak to any kind of, you know, uh, spe- specifically about the children. I do feel that the children, I mean, intuitively I feel the children that are coming in are, uh, at least a good portion of them are higher vibration and have that awareness. You know, sometimes like, like I was in Walmart the other day. Sometimes I feel energies from people <laughs> and there's this baby in this cart. I don't know whose baby this was, but I passed and I, I felt the energy of this, this being for a moment. And it was just a baby. And I was like, oh my gosh, that mom has no idea the powerful being that's sitting in her car right now. (laughs) Well, that's, that's very, that's an important point also,
1: because I think that we've been kind of trained to not appreciate that the powers that we have as people, what do you see Christian as part of that happening on earth? What's going on earth now? are we in a period of ascension? Is the ascension being pushed down by certain forces? Are we going from 3D to 5D? Is there a lot of battles going on behind the scenes in terms of what's going to happen with our planet, with humanity, etc., disclosure, all kinds of other stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like I said, I, I do know that the human race is going through an awakening, and that is a part of the, what we call the ascension process. It, it just means that we as individuals and as a collective and as a planet are evolving and we are attempting a, an evolutionary process in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, like one human lifetime is a very short amount of time. So, you know, even if it's a few hundred years or something, that's a very short amount of time to try to process the breadth of vibrational content that we're talking about here. Uh, you know, are there dark forces trying to keep it down? I, I don't know of that. I'm, I generally am pretty sensitive to uh, duality-like, duality-sounding stories, you know, because as humans, we see a world of conflict and we see a world of enemies. And so we're very quick to take conflict and enemies and then apply those stories into the higher context. Oh, now the whole human experience is a big conflict or, you know, there's great powers trying to keep the human race down. I don't know. You know, I, I have no knowledge of that myself. But I do know that the human race is awakening. And if I had to point at one challenger, it would be our own fear. And each and every one of us is a part of that. It's our own fear. You know, it's not like the fear of the person down the street or the politician you see on the news. It's your fear, how you inter, how you relate with your life and interact with those around you. That's, that's the playing field. And we are each far more powerful in that then it may appear on the surface.
1: Mm-hmm. The the higher self, I think a lot of people, including myself, kind of get tripped up as to okay, is this an over soul? Is this a, a the this consciousness part of me that isn't aren't incarnate? I'm like a speck as part of this higher self. I don't know. I, I struggle yeah. sometimes and how do I communicate with my higher self? It, I, it's me, it's separate from me, it's part <laughs> of me, but yeah. it's like, what <laughs> help us out with that for
0: sure? Yeah. Yeah. So it's tricky for us because we're in duality right now and we are experiencing an extreme state of separation. <laughs> so right now it seems like you're just this human body and then there's other bodies walking around and you can't right. feel them. You know what I mean? It's, we're really isolated, but the, the human portion of the self, it is a very small subset of the total self. You might think of it like, uh, this is a very, very crude metaphor, but like one folder on your hard drive, <laughs> you know, it's not that big compared, you know, it's, it's an important folder, but it's not everything. But, but it's very important also to, to recognize that the higher self is not some other being. You know, you're not some pawn in a chess game that your higher self is playing. You are your higher self. You know, the you that is making the decisions, the you that is engaging this context and deciding how to respond to it, the you that is listening right now and thinking and processing. Is your higher self. That is the very value. Like basically, you are you. You're always you. And but when the constraints of the human experience are released, you discover that that you is much more than the limited human subset that you thought was so you. I mean, that's the nature of the veiling that we experience here, is it's, you know, it's meant to, have to allow us to so deeply immerse into the perspective of the human character and its limitations. But that's all just. Uh, kind of like a big illusion. You know, it's actually just, um, it, you're still the larger you, even as you operate through the human character.
1: Mm-hmm. How does uh, karma work, Christian? Um, is, it, is, it a, is, it, is there a true balance there? I did this, now I have to do
0: that to make up for it? Or can
1: we just keep moving as long as we learn?
0: Yeah. So, okay. So karma, I feel, is an idea that's often misinterpreted on earth as judgment or a, a great justice system so karma is i like to say it's another word for just cause and effect okay so you have at the foundation of all things the unconditional love of being of source and and it, that unconditional love is also full of incredible wisdom Okay, so within that's the that's the substrate. That's always true. No matter what you do, no matter what choices you make, no matter how terrible you are, unconditional love is offered. It's always there for us. It is the nature of being itself. Okay, but then subsequent to that, as we enter realities of manifest form, we are only as a soul so good in air quotes at engaging a given form in a way that our true nature, our true loving nature can shine through that form, or only so evolve at engaging a certain form. So karma is just a word that helps us describe the very natural cause and effect, the, we, could, we could even say the divine laws of cause and effect, that help us, facilitate us, to meet our own imperfection and to grow and heal past through it. So it's not that you have to do something it's just that when you get to the other side and you see I, who you are, what it is, is you see who you actually are. Like It's one thing to be not engaged in the game and to say, oh, I'm, I'm a very kind person. It's another thing to actually come down here when someone flicks you off on the street and you've had a rough day. <laughs> do you get angry in return? And then if you do get angry, maybe you, you know, make a gesture back and it makes their day worse. And later in your life review, you might look back and and I'm a very kind person, but then you see, no, you actually did that action. You are the person who did that action. And it's like that with all the actions of our lives, not even the actions, even our thoughts and our intentions. Everything is, you could say, balanced. There's a perfect cause and effect balance within it all. And it basically is just meant to facilitate us to be able to see who we are and to grow through who we really are. So like this fear that I'm here to process in this life, I had a past experience where that fear overtook me and I was an egoic monster. I caused a lot of damage to other people. And from the other side, I could see, oh man, I have a lot of fear. I got to do something about this. It wasn't that there was some great authority, you know, saying you that now that you screwed up, you're going to have to do this thing. No, I just, I can see who I am and my goodness, I have a lot of fear and I love everyone else in the game that I hurt. (laughs) So I choose then to re-engage and in in this life to go through a trauma in my twenties so that I can meet, I could experience great pain and then that great fear again. So I have a chance and it is a chance. It's a beautiful chance to re not only re-experience it, but to integrate it and overcome it and heal it. You know, that, that's, That's what karma ultimately is about. It's about choosing to have the opportunity to heal and integrate something that needs healing or integration. Uh, Another aspect of that, another key word is ego. How does ego play in this big cosmic soup, if you will, that we're going through? Yeah, ego is just a, a product of fear. They are quite synonymous. If there is ego taking place, it means there is a fear down there and you may notice you know if, if you just pay attention to your own behavior and you notice when you feel angry or you feel your own ego rise up and you want to justify yourself in some way oh well, i'm not wrong because look i did you know you will find if you look honestly if you honestly look you will find a fear down there it might be a very scary fear it might be a fear that's so obvious you haven't looked at it your whole life <laughs> whatever whatever But that ego rises up because it's just the part of us that's trying to fix the problem. See, now that we are in this experience of separation, the separation prompts a potentially huge amount of fear. And because so much fear is prompted, oh, now we got to fix, now I'm separate and I don't have any power. How can I get power again? Oh, I'll just believe this thing. It'll make me feel better. Like, you know, or, or, oh, look, I, I feel valuable now because look, I'm in this important group and that person is in that inferior group. Now that I've set up this this belief inside myself, now I, I feel better. It's just a game. It's an illusion. It's not true. It's not true satisfaction, but it's just what we do inside ourselves almost as a, an unconscious reaction to fear. Okay, Christian. So you, you got a little bit of a peek
1: beyond the veil, and you came into this incarnation, if you will, uh, aware of that, that you were going to have that experience. How's it going for you based on what you
0: were... Uh-huh had kind of signed up for and where you are now? I bit off a large piece of the sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it would be difficult and it has been very difficult, but I feel that I am integrating experience that is valuable for me to integrate. And that, that is meaningful. I'll just put it that way.
1: But you're beyond your personal experience coming into this world, knowing what you knew coming in and seeing the dysfunction and the collective misbeliefs, if you will, has that been difficult for you to deal with? Like, I can't believe what a mess this place is when it has so much potential?
0: Yeah, do you mean from the human perspective, seeing the mess now that I'm here, or do you mean in the pre-birth experience?
1: No, here, now that you're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> You know, it, there, I mean, yes, there, have, there are certainly moments that I feel uh, daunted, you know, because, um, I mean, the world is quite largely asleep right now. Um, it's just that most people are not really aware of what we are. And our society reflects a whole lot of layers of fear patterns and ego patterns. <laughs> yeah. All the us versus them thinking all the, you know, all the anyway, all the distractions. It's it's kind of a huge fear orgy or something. And uh, I do, you know, I, I do wish for more for, for mankind, but we are growing. You know, it's definitely not a situation of helplessness. A, a lot of people are quick to point at the world and say, oh, see how terrible it is. Uh, no, I don't see that. I see a, I see a play with many very brave beings who are undertaking a very challenging constraints set and doing their best to grow through it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a great point. Something we should all keep in mind. Um, what is uh, the best advice you can give our audience out there in terms of how to, how to deal with the the reality that we're living in and the the collective beliefs and kind of dysfunction that, uh, that you've seen and that a lot of us who are waking up are experiencing because there seems to be, in my opinion, a bifur- bifurcation in terms of some people are going to the left and some are going to the right. And I don't mean politically. I mean, yeah. some people are, are asleep and they have chosen and are choosing on a regular basis to stay asleep. And there are other people are saying they're waking up and they're waking yeah. up faster and faster. And I don't know how those two is it going to be different timelines? If it's it's one, it's a dimensional thing. How, how do? What's your advice for for people who are on a trying to follow a good path and really ascend and do the right thing when you have such a dysfunctional place that we're playing in?
0: Yeah. So, um, I I would first I would comment that I don't think we should start the the approach to this or the idea with the idea that we're in a in a dysfunctional place. Um, even that is putting a meaning onto it. The, the only thing that we have, and I know this, this is much bigger than it sounds, but it's a, it actually helps us cope. <laughs> the only thing we have to deal with is our own lives. And, and, and our own lives means our own relationship to this moment. That's it. So the only thing we have to worry about is the quality of our own, and we don't have to worry about it, we just it helps us to be, be attentive to this, to notice the quality of our own intention in all of our choice making in our lives so what i mean is are we wielding an intention that is based in love or fear and are we then making choices that are love based or is there some ego pattern and fear that is really at the root of this decision that's it that's it we don't need to worry about these ideas in our mind of oh this this event is occurring over in this corner of the world and that's terrible or this idea of someone said something to me and they think I'm a such and such person. No, only need to notice how we are responding to reality and work on, on that and work to move in love rather than fear in our own moments. I you know, you know, you know that sounds like maybe a, a avoidance or something in a certain way, but it, it's really not. That is the active ingredient. The physical stuff all happens subsequent to that. If you meet your own fear, you are actually like shining a light to the entire collective consciousness actually we all see and hear and feel that with each other when we meet our own fear and that does heal the circumstances outside so you're not powerless even if you're like locked in your room and you can't leave <laughs> if you meet your own fear and you choose joy and peace now in whatever small way you are a part of the solution that's it's a very empowering message uh, agree
1: 100 percent you want to change the world you got to
0: change yourself
1: and one of the ways you kind of uh, reached a tipping point is through meditation talk to yes. us about your beliefs about meditation how you do it how long you've been doing it what how did you start doing it the type of meditations you do et cetera?
0: yeah sure so i'm i very much recommend meditation i'll just start off by saying that um it's far more valuable than it appears on the surface <laughs> It's kind of like you may do it for a while and not even recognize. And then all of a sudden, there's a great treasure that you haven't even known was there always. So as for the type of meditation, so 12 years ago or so, I started meditating because Tom Campbell, physicist and consciousness explorer whose work I was reading, recommended it. He said, just go find out. Go investigate your own consciousness in an objective way. Don't make, any, don't make up any stories. <laughs> this is not a new belief system thing. Just go look at your own consciousness, what you are when not engaged in thinking. And at first, I, I started uh, with a meditation exercise he recommends. I think it's in chapter 23 of his book. And it's uh, synonymous with, with a transcendental meditation exercise of focusing on a neutral object. And after a couple sessions of doing that, first, I just felt some relief, you know, because I was constantly lost in stressful thinking. So I continue to do it. Uh, because it was relieving, and also because Tom said, "Attempt it for three months every day without any expectation of result." Well, I did that, and after about six weeks or maybe eight weeks—I'm not sure exactly—but I had my first non-physical experience spontaneously at night, and um, it was so eye-opening that I—I I was like, I, "There is this is real. This is something. <laughs> there is something actually going on here. I've got to continue down this path to investigate and." And then the pre birth memory just kind of returned later. It was just, um, you know, once I was in that state of awareness, it was just there. It wasn't like a big epiphany or something. Um, yeah. So I very much recommend meditation.
1: Okay. Last question Have you met Christian other people who have had the similar experience that you've had in terms of being aware of what happened to them before being incarnated? I, the reason, one of the reasons I ask you is yeah. you have a very big following, and I guess they're resonating not just with your message of unconditional love but also with the process that has has brought you right here right now
0: yeah well i've met probably at least 40 or so other people who have pre-birth memory and um i even had one person reach out to me and say so there's a portion of my story that i shared about uh, practicing surrendering to the veil and what i call the veil acceptance simulator (laughs) just a i don't know what to call it but After I described this, I had a woman reach out to me and say, I remember that exact place, and it's exactly like you describe. And she said that she pulled over to the side of the road because she's known it her whole life, and she never heard anybody say it. You know, those kind of validating comments, um, that's very interesting to me. But what's more important is that we are, you know, opening the door a crack and saying, it's okay to actually consider the possibility of this, because as we do that, there's this, okay, so there's a vibrational change happening right now. And as we participate in that and our vibration raises, it's going to be natural for us to have interaction with the higher, deeper portions of ourself. And that's happening for many people all over the world. So many people don't feel open to talk about it. A lot of people reach out to me and they just want to share their experience. And I'm, I'm happy to hear because, you know, a lot of people do have similar experiences and, uh, and they are real, you know, like if you have a had a body experience and it, you know, it's a fully lucid OBE, There is no doubt. Like, there, it's not like, oh, this is a dream or something. I mean, it, it's so real. It's at least as lucid and real as a waking Earth experience. And when you come back from that, how do you not take that into consider? You know what I mean? Like, you, it it has to impact you. And many people experience that too. And now we're all kind of coming together. And I love that that the dialogue is becoming more open that is a, a wonderful, beautiful thing. You know, I, I just can't live in, in secrecy. <laughs> I have to share this kind of thing because it's, it's so important to who we are. You know, the real, the real nature of who we are is beyond all fear. We have nothing to fear. And fear is the primary issue we're mm-hmm. dealing with. So why not go around and remind each other? You know, I don't want to be that strange guy on the street, <laughs> walks up to somebody and tells them they're a multidimensional being having a human experience. <laughs> but if I feel nudged, I just might, you know, because we are here to remind each other of who we really are. It's very empowering when we remember at least in small part of, you know, who we really are. And by the way, that memory is not exclusive to me or anybody else. It it's just what we are. We are immortal spirit. We are a multidimensional consciousness. We really are. And and you are too. And there it's your birthright to know and experience the joy and the love and the freedom of that that true being. That's who we are. We are love and joy and freedom. That is our true nature. So I got off on a bit of a tangent there, but I'm just very passionate about that. Yeah,
1: Uh, That's why I wanted to have you here, because um, I'm equally as passionate about getting your message out there, because I think it's an important one, and we should love one another, and we should choose love over choosing fear, which is something that we face, each one of us, faces it numerous times every day absolutely (laughs) absolutely christian sunberg i'm so glad we got connected i'm so glad you came back on the show i hope we reach so many people with your message keep doing the work you're doing tell everybody out there where they can find out more about you the name of the book again is a walk in the physical understanding the human experience within the larger spiritual context it's a great book you don't have to read it from page one to 300 you can jump around and it's got a lot of good stuff there i won't go into all of it but check it out tell us where your website is christian yeah
0: sure my website is awalkinthephysical.com so www.awalkinthephysical.com the book is available for free on that website that's a third link down on the book page it's not about money i just would like to get the information out there the book is also available on amazon and audible and um I'm happy to try to interact by email to anybody who'd like to reach out, but I do sometimes get swamped. So I apologize if I don't respond. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, great to see you again, Christian. Thank Thank you you so much for
0: having me on the show. Thank you. You got it. Have an awesome day. Thank you. you. It's Guy's Guy Radio.
1: Okay. Another fascinating conversation with our special guest, a real guy's guy, Christian Sundberg. book once again is a walk in the physical and it's all about his pre-birth memories if you will christian believes that he was contacted by a light being and kind of given an, uh, insights into what happens in, in that time before we are born into our human bodies what did we learn uh, we learned that you may, this might be something that you don't think about and it, it may be true, as Christian has stated. He is not the first one to have, to have these experiences. He's not the first one to talk about these things. And many beliefs surround the fact that we reincarnate over and over again, and Earth is school, and we have to lower our dimension to get here, because when we're with Source and we're connected to everything, it's so overwhelmingly bright and high vibration that it's, it's a struggle. It's a challenge to come down here on Earth and to do our work. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The podcast, my YouTube and Rumble post worldwide Thursday. Guys Guys Radio on KCAA is rebroadcast every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. And now we're on UK Health Radio all weekend long—Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's a digital radio station. It reaches millions of people, and it's a—it's a new outlet for it for us to really reach people and bring them new information. So we're thrilled about that. You can also catch me across social media. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And please say hi. Please, if you enjoy the content I bring you each and every week to Guys Guys Radio, and the guests I bring you. Please subscribe wherever you consume that content, whether it be Apple podcast or YouTube or whatever, wherever. You can also catch me on my website, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, a lot of the topics we cover here on the show, and I get into them in depth and they're all free. There's over 300. And you can read them and download them, whatever you want. It's, it's yours to enjoy. You can also on my website download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a rom com. I believe in the power of story, so instead of writing a nonfiction book about kind of how it is to be a man in today's crazy world, I wrote a novel and it's a rom com and it's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City, the place where they play for keeps and Part of that experience of mine being in advertising in New York filters into the book, though the book's not, of course, it's not about me, but it's about men, it's about friendship, it's about love, sex, and redemption. It's a lot of fun, and we've gotten great reviews on Amazon. So check it out. But the bottom line is you can download three free chapters, and then you can buy the book, physical or ebook, wherever you purchase your, your books. So Guys Guys Radio, we're going to be back next week. As you can see, we have a very wide palette the type of guests that we bring to the show and it's all for one purpose to help you live your best life so i want to thank all of my 700 individuals thought leaders from around so many different segments of life and expertise areas of expertise thank you all for being my guests on the show many of you have come back many more will and i also want to thank my wonderful producer chris and ryan who's been with me from the beginning but most of all, I want to thank you, my wonderful growing audience. We're, we're just growing at a very fast pace. And it's terrific because we're, we're doing something, hopefully, that helps our planet evolve and ascend. And the way to do that, folks, is work on yourself first. And then that makes the planet a better place because you will be a better individual. So, Guys, Guys Radio, I'm going to see you next week. Until then, like I always say, Guys, Guys, finish first.